If you're looking for premium quality vitamins and natural supplements, New Roots Herbal has you covered. Proudly Canadian and family owned for over 35 years, their dedication to quality and testing truly sets them apart. Each ingredient is rigorously tested by their ISO accredited lab from raw materials to final products. So you get exactly what is promised on the label. Pure and potent ingredients safe from heavy metals, pesticides, and toxic chemical solvents. Guaranteed. New Roots Herbal products are available exclusively at health food stores. To learn more or find a store near you, visit NewRootsHerbal.com. U.S. residents can now find New Roots Herbal products on Amazon.com. Hi, I'm Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Health Power. If you came over from Talk Healthy Today, I'm thrilled to have you. You're going to get the same great content here, and that goes for Naturally Savvy listeners as well. As a matter of fact, starting this week on Thursday, May 11th, which is blowing my mind because I feel like the month just started, I'm going to be doing a second show a week every Thursday where I highlight wonderful content from naturallysavvy.com. So super fun. So two shows a week. Now, when I was 23, I was just graduating college and I was pretty lost trying to figure things out. Well, the guest joining us today, when she was 23, she was living her best life, making her dreams come true, had an incredible direction, and then she got struck with just something unfathomable. And she's going to join us in a moment to talk about this. So feel honored to have her on and to have her share her story. Her name is Victoria Vesh, and she is a philanthropist, model, sports illustrated finalist. Victoria, welcome to Health Power. Hi, how are you? I'm good. You look gorgeous. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you could share your story with us, that would be great. The rare thing about my tumor is that it spread through my hormones. So it wasn't a bloodstream, normal like spread that you would think of with like tumors and spreading and malignancy. Mine actually spread through my hormones and that's when I got a carotid artery tumor. And that's when they're like, hey, it's time to really do some surgery. But um, <laughs> the symptoms, kind of wild. I was probably in the best shape of my life, and I was dancing in the NBA for the Charlotte Hornets, and all of a sudden, just one day, I mean, I I was experiencing the migraines, the dizziness. I put that all in the back of my head. I was 23, living my best life, going out and about with friends, maybe staying out a little too late, so I kind of chalked it all to that and just kind of stressed out because I was prepping to take my LSAT for law school as well. So all the little symptoms that you and someone would normally get with this tumor, I, I put it off. And I was not someone to go to the doctor because um, I was con- considered myself healthy. And uh, all of a sudden one day, I, I still remember the day I immediately lost probably 40 percent of my hearing I was doing CrossFit class and all of a sudden my eardrum burst and my ear started bleeding and I'm like what (laughs) I thought I was going extremely hard in the gym but lo and behold what I found out after was the tumor was growing so big that it it went out through my ear canal and popped everything was that painful you don't mind I mean or was it more were you more in shock I think I was more in shock and I got immediately dizzy, but we, at, at that time I was doing handstand pushups at CrossFit because I remember the moment I was doing handstand pushups at CrossFit. So like, I just connected it to that. Like I didn't think like immediately, like, Oh, I have a tumor. Like, Oh, something helped. My health is wrong. Like I, 
there was nothing in my brain that indicated like, hey, you have a brain tumor. <laughs> like there's just nothing. Like I was 23 healthy, like, oh, and there's no genetic disposition for it. So that was the immediate like turn for the worst for me. And then progressively my health started getting worse. My blood pressure would get very low. Um, I would get flushed, which is, um, there's symptoms of my particular tu- rare tumor that I had where you, you're, you have adrenaline rushes, your blood pressure gets low, extreme dizziness, extreme nausea. I was throwing up constantly. I didn't understand what was going on. Um, it was, it was just a pile of symptoms and I would go to urgent care. That's just 23 year old me at the time. I was like, I'm just going to urgent care. And, uh, they kept misdiagnosing me with an ear infection. Oh, so you got an ear infection. You can do this, do this like little sinus tube thing. Oh my gosh. And it was just a lot of things that were aggravating it even more. And, uh, my mom at the time who since has passed, unfortunately, she, my mom used to be a nurse and, I finally kind of told her what was going on (laughs) and she was like, um, this is not right. Like Victoria, this is not like normal anything. So she sent me to a specialist in ENT and they did a lot of tests and they're like, Oh, we don't see anything wrong. Sent me home with steroids. And meanwhile, this is a period of six months. So this tumor is still growing in my head at this point. Um, and that's when it started spreading and uh, I, I just remember taking it. I, I got worse. And this is a point where I was just like, I couldn't even barely get out of bed at this point. And they're like, well, let's take some deeper dive. I feel like everyone was kind of like, at this point, because I'm like, I feel so sick. And I feel like sometimes internally, and maybe it's just me overthinking, and doctors are like, this girl's crazy. Now, when you're young and beautiful and a woman... You are so overlooked. And even when you're an older woman, you can be overlooked. There's so much sexism in, unfortunately, in medicine that they're going to look at you and go, she looks perfect. How could she be? You know, I had a friend who had agoraphobia and really bad anxiety as a teen, and she was beautiful. And she went to this mental health clinic, and the woman working there was like, oh, you're too pretty to have problems. It's like, what? It's so ignorant. You look so good, you would never know. And I mean, it's just like, judging a book by its cover, like, with anyone, I, 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 pre- I preach this a lot, like, if you could see someone having the most beautiful life, and I had recently posted on my Instagram, but you don't know the internal struggles they're going through, or the internal medical problems, and my medical problem is definitely more unseen, and luckily, like, I, I used to hate my body, for a while after going through all that because I was so mad at him. I'm like, why'd you create a tumor? But like my body overcame it. So I celebrate my body a lot now because my body felt something so egregiously growing in my system, my brain eating away my <laughs> literal body parts and my nerves that I could have been paralyzed. But I mean, you know, by the grace of God, I found everything. And that one doctor who finally kind of listened, he did a hearing test and he was like, uh, yeah, this is not right. Cause I guess you can see I'm I'm not very familiar with all the medical knowledge and testing, but apparently they can tell there's nerve damage, and that's when it was like red flag. And I got a CAT scan, and I remember driving back because that was outside of Raleigh, and I had to drive back to Charlotte, which is like a three hour drive. And I was driving back to Charlotte to go to NBA dance practice, and I get a phone call, and they're like, "Hey, are you sitting down?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm driving. Like, my dog's next to me. What's what's wrong? Because this is right after my CAT scan." And they're like, "Yeah, we found 
a mass sitting in the base of your skull and it could be wrapped around your nerves like we highly suggest you you go home until we're going to refer you to a specialist and that's when I got referred to Duke Hospital Duke Cancer Institute which I highly highly praise that team because they brought me they brought me back to life and they were thorough and they were awesome um, I actually was part of a medical study that has helped a lot of people at the, who go through oncology and radiation at the Duke Cancer Institute. And they told me last time when I went back, and I kind of got chills. They're like, you were on our board, and I just want to let you know you've helped a lot of people. And I'm like, really? Like, it's so awesome, like, hearing that, like, my one, like, um, direct radiation that they were doing has helped um, – more patients to come and it's kind of like weirded about being like a part of a medical study but at the same time I was like you know what let's just do it I I really I put my full trust in this doc the doctors and the surgeons my neurosurgeon the ENT the um, radiation oncologist the whole team and they they uh, I mean I praise them Dr. Kaylee um is my is my dude at Duke and I want to actually see him soon this month to get my follow-up MRI um and then at you know the radiation oncology team, like the whole team was awesome, and I had thirty rounds of radiation during that period. So it was it was a really tough transition because I remember I did my MRI, and uh, they they were like, okay, we see the extent, your tumor's pretty bad. And then I, I remember getting the results it was like right before my twenty fourth birthday, and they're like, uh, you have another tumor on your carotid artery in your neck. Like we got to get that out. Too. it's we don't know what's really spreading and uh, they took they did um they took my lymph node out and i have to um get uh rechecked every six months so and i i try to stay on top of that as much as i can my initial thought was when you talked about being in the class and the eardrum burst nobody called the ambulance i'm fine i was just like oh shoot my ears bleed <laughs> i i'm a pretty i feel like back then i feel like now i, I if i stub my toe i'd start crying yeah, that's me. And I could like probably get like punched in the face and just like laugh it off. Like I was very tough. Um, had this sense of invincibility to myself. So if I if something happened, I got hurt. I mean, I I think that's just growing up playing sports since I was three. I mean, I was used to getting hit around on the field. Um, so I, it just I was very. My pain tolerance was low or high or whatever you would say, but <laughs> I brushed it off and I kind of, I always was very like embarrassed of things. So I probably was like, at the same time, I don't fully remember the story. I just probably was like, okay. And you had said you didn't tell your mom for a while. So she didn't know what was going on. No, I just try to take care of it myself. And I think it's important when things get like bad if you have someone to talk to you you do talk to someone and kind of even if it's just like a friend and be like hey am I because part of me like when I went to urgent care the doctor was making me feel like I was making things up in my head that's terrible literally I wasn't so I was just like okay maybe I maybe it is just an ear infection or whatever he had called it a sinus infection at the time and I remember Dr. Kaylee at Duke because I was so angry (laughs) when I was like this whole time, it was this a tumor growing in my head. Um, How many months was that period, just to give people an idea? Yeah, from the time I started feeling, like the time the eardrum like erupted, or my ear was starting bleeding, to I finally got a scan was five, 
six months. See, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just wasn't in tune with my health. Like, and I, again, we, I did the genetic testing was no genetic disposition. They said it spontaneous. <laughs> this was the words of one of the doctors. He's like, it's just spontaneously combusted in your head. I always thought that was funny. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, but I, I guess my luck, I just got this rare form of tumor that's more, um, prone if it does happen to someone it's more prone to um happen to someone in the an older generation probably like 50 60 70 instead it happened to a 23 year old completely healthy woman and that's where i'm like illnesses they don't discriminate you you can be young you can be old you can be fit um healthy whatever you whatever spectrum of life like you can get hit with something and it just totally changes your world and for me that's what happened there was a period of three weeks until I got the MRI results because <laughs> everything takes so long apparently so they're very thorough and I understand that and they don't want to misdiagnose me with something I don't have but I, I remember the period of three weeks was very dark for me because they didn't want me to do any any running anything and someone who's so active I had to sit down and I don't watch TV so I had to force myself to watch like Netflix and like contemplate in life and I would I would think like hey my dog it's gonna outlive me <laughs> so I it was, it was a very dark period for someone who's 23 and, and vibrant but um it really changed my perspective on my life it was such a touchy time and I I didn't know how to respond to it because I've never gone through honestly I've, I've lived a very like privileged blessed life and I I will say that so I've never gone through really anything bad unless like a boy broke up with me or something I that was like probably the worst thing that's ever happened to me um and I'm sitting there biggest shock to my life like like so many questions you start going on WebMD don't recommend because it was like immediate death like it was just it was a lie wrong things and my mom would like take my phone away and I'm like and then I just sit and contemplate it just it was really dark and I and I isolated myself fully I I had lost some friends at the time now we're all still friends again because they understand um because I just didn't know how to respond it was it was hard for someone who's never gone through something to go through something it was a total shock did they know what was going on or did they just feel like you were just pulling away for no reason your friend. Um, my friend, my, my family knew what was going on, but I didn't really tell my friends at the time the whole story because I didn't know the whole story myself. So it's hard when you, like, I'm a person who wants to wait to tell everything once I know everything that's going on. And I, I just remember actually my best friend now, we had stopped talking after that for a while because she was so upset because I want to keep her in the loop of what was going on. But just because it was hard for me to experience everything and I and I just don't want to be a burden on my friends as well but looking back I wish I told them more and kind of gave them my thoughts and feelings instead of isolating them out because they wanted to help and I just felt I I was kind of angry at the world at that point Um, like why me like that that was a question that hit my head I'm like why me what did I do to deserve this and and now I can't, I look back and I'm like, I, I, there's nothing I did to deserve this. This is life. Life happens. You get hit with a Mack truck sometimes and you either take it into a positive route or you take it to a negative route. And I've learned that I, I want to take my pain and turn it into positivity and helping others. So, um, but at that time it was just why anger, 
isolation. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think that totally makes sense. I mean, everyone's going to react in a different way. And especially like you said, you'd have you'd had this really lovely life. And it sounds like your dreams career wise were coming true. And yeah. anything I did. Yeah, it worked out. And then after my brain tumor, I felt like anything I did didn't work out. So there was a period of time like in recovery where I was really upset as well. Um, I guess we'll go into that later. But um, yeah, like in the, I literally had the Midas touch. Like I tried out for an NBA dance team with no dance experience, ended up being a captain three years later. Like, and I, I went to the Olympics. I went to global games. I met Michael Jordan numerous times. Like I was living literally the best life. <laughs> Like uh, any 23-year-old could imagine. And then it was just like, stop all of a sudden. I think it's so interesting to hear just what it's like when you have adversity thrown at you, right? Like for the first time and not just little adversity, right? Like big adversity. Oh, I, I mean, it wasn't something so simple. It was brain surgery <laughs> at that point. Now, what, what was going on with the hormones? You mentioned that it affected your hormones. What, what's going on there? So, uh, it, it, my tumor affected my adrenal system highly. And my, my blood pressure, it either would go high or low, but mine would go extreme lows. And that's when they were like, uh, and my heartbeat was irregular. I was flushed. I would have adrenaline rushes and then I'd crash. Like, it, it was weird. And then I would have, like just like my girl hormones just would be all over the place like it, it, it I just wasn't normal it was just either I'm here or I'm here so it, it was the wild extremes that actually my mom caught on to because I didn't I just like I'm I just must be just wild today like I don't know what's going on or I'm just like pumped um and I would be shaking a lot uh it's very like little things that added up that my mom was always so meticulous and took notes and I was like would take my blood pressure and she'd be like this just doesn't this is bad right thank goodness she's a nurse yeah yeah my mom was an amazing lady and she was a nurse she's always nursing everyone else and uh <laughs> I like if honestly if she really wasn't on point I probably would have never found it and either could have been paralyzed these are the two options for me. Uh, I remember my doctor saying, oh, you could have been paralyzed all on your right side or you could have died. So I was like, oh, great, if I didn't find it. so. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm so sorry about your mom. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Mother's Day is coming up, and it, it's pretty painful. I'm actually probably going to do a video about her. Um, but I, I had a lovely 28 years with my mom, and I, that's more than some people can say with their parents. So. Yeah, no, it's funny, it, it, not funny, haha. But my mom, I had twenty eight years with my mom too. It's been twenty seven years since. Wow. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of pain lately, and and you know, I'm still, even though it's been five years since my tumor as well, like you know, all the surgery and everything, that kind of resurfaced some feelings again, but. Again, trying to, I, I just keep telling myself, let's turn pain into positivity and, and help others. Because like I said earlier, like you go down two paths in life. Like you can take that positive road, which is hard and it's windy and it's uphill, uphill and you can lose your breath or you can take the negative easy way. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this hard way. And sometimes I want to turn back around. 
I'd be like, oh, I would love just to be angry and sit and be mad at the world. But I, you know, we all have one life to live and I, I want to make sure I live it to the fullest and be grateful for my body for what it's overcome and really honor my mom as well. Of course, you know, I do have to say, though, I do, you know, and people listen to the show, they know that I'm really big on like, feeling all your feelings, even the crappy ones. So I hope you don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like it, you're allowed to just be like, have a day where you're just freaking pissed off. You know what I mean? I hope you don't be like, no, no, I have to be positive all the time. And you that's know, what don't- I go to boxing for. Honestly. Oh, good. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, no, I, I, I just redirect my sadness instead of making it where my whole body, like, at first I like would consume my whole body and my whole being and now I just redirect that whether it's like working out I'll go like really hard on a run I I mostly turn my anger into uh, working out I try to make it into something healthy and then I always I'm a big proponent of letting your emotions fly Uh, actually it was that's kind of funny you mentioned that because last week I was I did a magazine event I had a magazine launch and uh I had a bunch of influencers come down. I didn't even, I've never even met them before, really. So it was all first time, like, hey, meeting you. And I was like three days in, I, I smelt a, a whiff of, of a lily. And that's what my mom's favorite flower. And I just started crying. I just let the emotions ride. And that's what I learned because um, I used to suppress it so much, especially during the whole brain tumor journey, which really made me have to really get <laughs> some therapeutic help um, afterwards. And I've learned just like let those emotions ride. And I'm like crying in front of three people I never even met. And they're just like, <laughs> and part of me is embarrassed. But at the same time, part of me is like, this is my healing. I got, I had to, I got to, I'm not going to choke it back. So sure. They, you know, were like, oh my goodness, you know, of course. I mean, I think that's the thing with our society is we just want everyone to put all their emotions in a little box, swallow it down. And that just does, doesn't do anybody any good. And it's certainly not good for your health. No, no. I, I, I just, when I say turn, you know, my pain into positivity, it's not like I, I don't suppress my emotions anymore, but I'm also like, learn, like you got to learn in life. If you, if you don't, if you don't look at your past mistakes and then change your habits and your ways, then you're not growing. And so looking back, like during that dark period of time when I got diagnosed and I had like waiting for MRIs and waiting for my specialist and all this, like waiting for be like, what's wrong with me? Um, and I didn't, I isolated everyone out and I didn't feel like I should have. Um, I look back and I'm like, I'm going to feel even more and I'm going to be open even more. Um, Even if sometimes there are people like, this is weird. You're so open. Like I'm a private person. I'm like, for me, I think being open and being vulnerable is, uh, I I mean, I'm not telling everyone everything, but I'm telling people the big picture now. And that's something I didn't do when I was first diagnosed, which I kind of wish I did because I, I had lost some friendships during that time because they were really frustrated with me, which now they've all been mended, but oh, um, good, yeah. Cause I, I, I had a, like, we had real talks afterwards, but yeah. Well, it sounds like from what you're saying, you would recommend, and I don't want to put words in your mouth to other people to open up to your loved ones. Yeah. Let them be there for you. I, I think it's really important. And if, and especially I've learned the way people respond to you opening up. Is that a real true friend or is that someone you shouldn't have in your circle anymore? Cause I've learned about a lot of people after opening up and their response to me. And I'm like, 
there is either something like they're there for me or they don't want to hear it. And if they don't want to hear it, they're not a true friend. And I've, I've learned a lot about I, maybe I shouldn't hang out with this person a lot anymore. Maybe that person's not meant to be in my life. And yeah, I, I feel like opening up is, is a, is a good thing. And a lot of people don't want to do it, but I'm a big proponent about just being open. It, it's part of healing. as Well, I'm, I've been going through grief share and even my therapy with my brain tumor, um, like still go, getting over that. And just the amount of times they're like, just be open, just tell people what's going on. Like, I feel like it's been ingrained in my head. Oh, yeah. What What's grief share? Is that something online? Um, grief, grief share is, uh, it, it's like, um, <laughs> I laugh because I'm like, it's like the AA of grief. Because if you go into this little like fluorescent room classroom at church and you just all talk <laughs> and at first I was like I'm not sure if I like this and then I started to really love it it's like at local churches and it's just community people getting together and you go through this program um I, it's like 30 weeks I think of it it's a long program of how to um really navigate your grief and it's helped a lot and then talking to other people who've gone through similar situations I think that's always super it's super important is like I, I get a lot of people who come in my dms and like hey I'm going through this symptom this symptom or hey I'm going through a tumor that's similar to yours like help me out and when I went through my whole tumor experience and radiation I had no one to talk to and that's when I found the National Brain Tumor Society and they really I would go to radiation and then try to force myself to eat because oh, that radiation was killer afterwards at Duke with the National Brain Tumor Society and like there was two other kids who were going through something similar athletes who were going through something similar as I and that that really helped me shift my perspective is like getting in with that organization and community and like finding people who are going through similar things as you and connecting is what made me feel I'm not gonna say it necessarily whole again but helped me get on the right path and navigate through some dark times. Yeah, when my mom passed in 95, my dad and I went to a support group and it, it makes such a difference just to feel the love from other people and they're going through something. And it, it, I just think it's huge. The reason I, I assumed it was online and I'm actually glad to hear it's in person. I think that's so important. I just know how technology has changed things and, and there probably might be people who want to be part of a grief support group and they can't go. And, and I'm assuming there'd be online options. Yeah, but they I think do. Yeah, option, but I'm more of like an in person. <laughs> like, yeah, me too. I want to feel your energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. I think that's so important. And so I just want to just mention. So the the name of the tumor you had was called paraganglioma. Yeah, paraganglioma. I think is like the overarching what it's categorized as, and then my glomus jugular tumor, and then my carotid artery tumor. And obviously, I get my PET scans and my MRIs to make sure. Because it can pop up anywhere. I, I had met a girl online where she had 28 of them at one point. Just, I was just like, I, yeah, she was like, get checked up. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, ma'am, I'm always going to get checked up. Because as once as you see it growing, you want to you wanna get it. Because they are very, they're, they're slow growing, but they grow in spots, like, that are very precarious. Like, mine is all, I, I mean, I still have some left in my head, and it's, and it's wrapped around all in my nerves, and they couldn't get it out because they're very scared I would have a sh stroke or die or be paralyzed. So <laughs> I was like, oh, great. So it is stuck in my, I still have some in my head. How is it affecting your health at this point? 
now I'm just a hundred percent deaf in my right ear. So that kind of gets, it kind of gets annoying when you're trying to hear people and it's loud outside. Um, and I do have, I do have hearing aids, but my hearing aids are broken right now. So I'm trying, I'm getting them repaired. So I'm just relying off my left ear. Um, other than that, like I've, I've been able to navigate pretty well. Radiation, I've lost some taste. Like I, I still have lost taste from radiation. Um, my hair has grown because it, I, <laughs> I was so vain back then. I'm like, please do not shave my hair. No, I think that's normal. Your hair looks gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I, they like gave me like a really cool, I called it like a Halsey cut. Oh, nice. <laughs> so they gave me like a really cool cut. And then I had lost hair like all in the back of my head because they did this new radiation. It was, it was like directed radiation before it was just like all over and it wasn't it didn't really target the tumor and then they found a way to really like target the tumor so that's when that's the kind of radiation they did and that's been helping a lot of people because obviously radiation just really <laughs> it radiation is brutal chemotherapy obviously is very very brutal luckily I didn't have to do any of that they're like we're going to do this directive radiation and see if it shrinks it or abates your tumor it abated my tumor luckily um but it, it was at first I was like I'm gonna I like finally was feeling myself again and I mean it took a while to even like walk I had deer legs for a while after surgery because I mean you got your brain like and oh, I yeah. eat, um it was a lot and uh once I had finally kind of regained my strength it was like taken away again after radiation because I was I'd sleep 18 hours a day my dog and I would sleep the same amount oh it's so good you have a dog yeah, little baby, she's sleeping right now. Aww, she's so cute. Dogs are the best. If I didn't have her, I, I don't, I don't know what I would do like that. I've had her since she was like this little, eight weeks, and now she's eight years old. So she's been, she comes with me everywhere. Oh, that is so nice. And what are you doing work wise now? So I am. So I graduated law school. I'm kind of a, a law, in between her lawyer. I'm waiting to take the bar that's exciting but i i work at a law firm here in boca raton and then i also i you know i i tell myself after everything that's gone on in my life like life is short do what you love do what you want to do and even if it seems crazy and far-fetched to people i'm just gonna do it because this is my life and i'm in control of it at least somewhat and uh i i I model and I'm, i'm doing like social media influencing stuff especially down here in south florida it's pretty lucrative and i i enjoy that i, I enjoy creating content actually while i'm sitting in my car right now is i just went to a car wash and created a whole car wash video <laughs> so oh, wow. I, I enjoy stuff like that so i mean the legal realm is always a consistent work and especially when covid hit i'm like you always need that backing and fallback if something happens and i do enjoy law but i I honestly, I mostly enjoy creating content and modeling and meeting people and hosting events. Like I, I put on an event last week, like I said earlier, and that, that was really brings joy to my life. And after going through these dark experiences, I've learned like, even if it's like crazy to people, like, how do you balance it? How do you manage it? Somehow I do. And, but I'm like, I want, I, I would say I'm, I'm happy now. So like that, and I think that's all that matters is just being happy in life. Oh, yeah. Now, do you have a particular area of law that you're interested in? Um, I, I, 
I enjoy entertainment law just because I've been in the sports entertainment world for so long. Um, but I, I practice personal injury here in Florida, which everyone's getting in a car accident these days. Oh, no, I know. I know. I was just in Georgia and it seemed like every mile I would look up and there'd be a billboard. Have you been in an accident? And then I'd look down yeah. again and then I'd look up and I was like, oh my God, what is going on? Personal injury lawyers are notorious for their advertising. Oh, the cheesy, you can, the cheesiest, cheesiest advertising you can think of for a lawyer is going to probably be a personal injury. Yes. The cheesier, the better, right? <laughs> but it helps. Like sometimes I'll start singing some of the stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, why am I singing this? Hey, I mean, they got it down pat. That is so funny. Well, I just followed you on Instagram and you have a huge following and you you are so beautiful. And I'm so excited that you're able to do what you love. And I mean, you've been through so much, so much. I've I've been blessed a lot for my work at incredible. and, And the people that have come into my path have been have been awesome. I, I've, I will say I've, I've gone through some really, really dark times, but I've still like was talking about earlier, like opening up, like opening up has helped. Like it really has. There was like a dark, like month period where I just didn't open up. I was so unhappy when I moved here. I didn't really tell people like what was going on in my head. I'd just rather had squashed it. And then as soon as I started to grief share, I just started opening up and, and doors started opening up and people were more, I have, you know, found the people who were responsive, found the people who were nurturing and loving. And I'm not telling them like they need to help me, but sometimes it's just nice to be heard and they're hearing me and they're listening to me and they were, you know, understanding that I'm, I'm, I, I'm still in a sensitive spot and just the support I've had from friends that I've just newly made has been awesome and I'm I'm very I'm very blessed and that's something I will give a shout out to my brother TJ like he's like you know we we've gone through some dark times all together but like you have to think like the bigger picture we're we're extremely blessed and I I am very grateful for that so I don't want to put that down that I'm not blessed um I think it's just all in the way you see things you can see the forest you can see the tree and I choose to see the bigger picture now. Victoria, is there anything that we didn't touch on today that you wanted to make sure you got to share? You said earlier that I was a Sports Illustrated swim pilot. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, uh, it's super exciting. It's always been a dream of mine. Like I'm, I called this year the Victoria year for me because, like, I, I'm doing. I, I remember I had wrote a text to my mom saying, like, this is these are all the things I want to do, and I still have that. I, I still have all my texts to her. Because we, she was my best friend, and is my best friend. I'll still say, and I wrote like all these goals, and one of the goals is like you know, achieving like everything I wanted to achieve, which Sports Illustrated was one, and they did a video contest to like be in like part of the select people they chose, which would get in the magazine, and I, I was literally at the eleventh hour, like. <laughs> three minutes before the submission deadline I'm like you know what let's let's do this video I had had a photographer do some b-roll earlier and I'm like maybe I can incorporate that and uh yeah I just spoke from my heart was just real and open about like my tumor um and then my experience with my mom and how I just want to be a light for others and uh you know like no matter how life 
no matter how life beats you down, you just keep on going, keep on pushing because you never know what could happen to you next, that your dreams could come true and that pretty much catapulted me. They chose my video. Um, I got to shoot. I mean, it was just like a whirlwind after that. I was so excited. I did it. I did a Zoom call uh, interview with the editor, MJ Day, and it was amazing. And we had really connected because she had lost her mom, too. So, and then from there, I got picked and got went to Dominican Republic and did a whole shoot. <laughs> it was just like... Oh, my gosh. And it was like a dream come true. And I'm like, am I living in this crazy fantasy? And that's that's the moment when I was like... You know, I, I can I can really navigate through this pain and really turn it into something, and I, I did. And uh, even though I was still, I'm, I still am, and I, at the time I was still struggling and going through a lot. I'm like, dang, I wish I could just text my mom all this, but I know she's watching from above, and she's got the best seat in the house watching me. So, um, like, just going through all that and having all this film crew immediate, like, it was just crazy. And I, I mean, I. I'm used to like the photo shoots and doing film stuff, but like I don't, something about that was just different. And uh, I think the magazine actually launches next week. So I'm, I'm in the magazine. So yeah, that is it's just wild to me how you share something that's going on in your life. And like, I'm just a big proponent again, being open, being vulnerable, just showing your true self, even though if it's kind of a little embarrassing, it can really open some incredible doors so um yeah the magazine launches and there's another event in a couple weeks but I'm, I'm super excited and pretty much told the same story a little bit more in depth about grief and my mom since that's such a taboo subject and no one really wants to talk about grief because it was I, like how after my brain tumor yearning to find someone to connect with yearning to find someone to connect with after my mom was hard and I found out a lot of people I lost their moms and i never even knew it came across like who'd been in my life I was like wait what <laughs> just things you don't talk about I'd love to have you back to talk yeah. about grief I think there's such a stigma in the society and it's so insane like why can't we just grieve why can't we feel how we feel people are like can you just get over it sometimes I get the mean comments like get over it already no it's terrible you don't get over it by the way let me get you get used to it you never get you I've, I'm not over it I'm used to it. I've lived my life. I've, I made, you know, I met a wonderful man. I have a child. I have dogs. I have a career. She didn't see any of that. So, cause I was like a late bloomer. I didn't figure myself out. Unfortunately, after she passed, I decided to get my master's in public health. And then I kind of got into media and, you know, but I was still kind of floundering around. And so there is a lot of, it's like, it's, it's weird. It's like life before mom, life after mom, but it's, you don't get over it. You just kind of adjust. It's, yeah. it's hard though. That's where I'm at. I, I just adjust. And my, my thought is like, um, I, I do all this because she's a fuel to my fire right now. Honestly, she is the fuel to, to my fire. If I don't look back at her text and Ooh, I don't want to tear up right now. Uh, if I don't look back at her text and saw how motivating she was, and she's like, you got to do this. Like, I, she would be disappointed in me if I stopped everything I was doing because she was so proud. So, um, yeah, I owe it all to her. And she kind of, I mean, she was a big, she was a Victoria Besh number one fan, I will say. So she was a big proponent to uh, me getting where I was because I used to be very shy and she really helped me out. So, um, 
my mom is still my everything. And you are such a lovely person inside and out. And I'm so happy. You're always welcome here on Health Power. No, please. And I always welcome tears. You're not the first guest. You got me teared up. You're not the last. It, it, that's why I love having real people with real life experience that can help other people come on the show. And, and you've been such, such a help. I know that so many people are moved. Uh, Victoria, tell us all the ways we can find you. I, ha- I followed you on Instagram, but I want to follow you everywhere. I want to get the magazine. I want to keep up with you and all the stuff you're doing. You can find, I, I'm mostly just on Instagram and in TikTok. Um, kind of posted some funny videos about my dad because my dad and I've gotten close after my mom passed and I've been trying to take him out about <laughs> so um, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Victoria Vesh and anyone can honestly DM me if they're like hey I'm going through something I'm, I'm always like down to talk to people I, I, I love talking to people so. and listen if you get any people saying get over it and you send them my way i'm gonna take care of them for you don't bug victoria and it's v-e-s-c-e vesh sounds like fresh well you are wonderful victoria thank you i'm so glad you came on the show everyone be sure to tell all your friends and family about health power rate review and subscribe and have a great day well that's it for our show today thank you so much for listening we appreciate you and we would appreciate it if you could please rate and review and leave a comment because the more you engage with our podcast, the more you will find it and help other people find it wherever they listen to their podcast. So be sure to follow us. I'm at Andrea Donsky and at Naturally Savvy and Lisa at Lisa Davis MPH. Thank you so much. And please share this episode because the more you share shows you care. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.